Hello, and welcome back to our latest installment of Eye for an Eye. We are your hosts, Julia, Lisa, and Matt, and we are here to determine whether the punishment, or lack thereof, fits the crime. In our podcast, we examine cases to decide if we believe the outcome of the legal proceedings was fair and justice was met. We always love and appreciate feedback for the purposes of creating discussion, and we also want to hopefully help bring some closure to these more heart-wrenching crimes. Please feel free to comment or inquire with us and create a discussion. We are also a totally organically grown podcast. We have a Patreon page, merchandise with our logos, and a Facebook page, which we encourage all our listeners to check out to participate in these discussion boards, because that's the best way we grow and network with our friends and listeners in the true crime community. Due to the graphic nature of some of the topics we will be touching on, listener discretion is advised. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our latest installment of Eye for an Eye. I am your host, Matt. I'm here with my lovely co-hostesses, Jules and Lisa. With the mostesses. What's up? Hello. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about a very interesting case, the case of Grace Mullane. Jules, would you like to tell us a little bit about Grace? Yeah, so I first heard about this case from Lisa because as we've talked about before, Lisa's TikTok is possessed. It is. Needs to be saged. Um, She is our go-to resource for dark TikTok. Um, So we, I heard about this case from TikTok and I was like, this is bonkers and we need to like talk more about it. Gotta get in detail. Yeah. This one's fucked up. This is crazy. Let's put a a little warning ahead of this one. This is... Yeah. This is like everything you hear and think about when you talk, you know think about true crime. So anyway, let's get started. Grace Emmy Rose Mullane is the victim here that we'll be talking about. And she was born on December 2nd, 1996. She was just like freshly out of college, a little babe when she passes away. And so in a lot of the different articles and things, it's it's said that she's 21 or 22. So as I mentioned, Grace was born December 2nd. And all of these crimes took place the night of December 1st into the 2nd. So her time of death is hard to determine. So it's not sure, obviously, if she died while she was still 21 or as she turned 22. Grace and her family are from Essex, which is a town about 30 miles outside of London. And Grace's dad described her as lovely, outgoing, and family-oriented. And I thought that was important to include because obviously Grace's parents were devastated um, by what happened. And I don't know, I just, I thought it was a sentimental piece to include there. So like I mentioned, Grace recently graduated from college and she was on a backpacking trip and her trip had taken her to New Zealand. So that's where we are at the time of the crime. Grace was scheduled to be in New Zealand for two weeks starting on November 20th of 2018. Sources say so far um, the trip was pretty ordinary, nothing eventful. Just a college grad exploring and having fun. It obviously did not continue to be an ordinary, uneventful trip. So mm-hmm. I'm going to talk more about the crime that happened here. And, you know, like we said at the top of the episode, this is crazy. And what's crazy about it, the TikTok that Lisa sent, which we will post to our social media shows so much of what happened and that to, to me that's crazy race Mullane was last seen on december 1st 2018 at 9 41 p.m as she was entering the city life hotel with jesse kempson some of the details that i'm gonna go into in terms of the timeline were taken 
um, from um, a really great podcast called Red Handed. And they did an episode, a fantastic episode on Grace Mullane. And they talk a lot about the rough sex defense. And we'll get to that. They talk about how that's garbage. And they have great accents. So um, go check out Red Handed. <laughs> that's important to Honestly, me. I we love... We want people listen, with great I, We were talking about audiobooks. I love listening to you know people's accents. Definitely. Um, Red Handed. They have a great episode about Grace Mullane, so go ahead and check that out as well. We're going to jump back now. So we talked about the last time Grace was seen alive, December 1st at 9.41 p.m. Now we're on, earlier on in the day on December 1st, and Grace had checked into her hostel. And I just put a note here to talk about hostels because I think it's such a weird and cool concept. I've stayed in multiple hostels um, when I was in Europe. Right after college, like traveling and like doing exactly what Grace was doing. And they're to me, I just think such a cool, but also really weird concept Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't know who you're going to end up with. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just crazy. And I think especially as might be the coolest person you've ever met or might be Jesse Kempson. Right. And so like, especially as a woman, a solo traveler, I think it's really brave and also really scary to think about mm-hmm. while grace was there she was on tinder and she had matched with jesse um and so that's how they ended up getting connected in the first place can we just say though like we were talking about uber in another episode yeah. we recently released okay we also are now talking about a social media dating app similar concept to a hostel right like you are you're taking the risk that you're going in there not knowing full well who you're going to be with right you other than a trust, quick blurb yeah i mean you have to trust you're not getting catfished i've never done any of the dating apps thankfully because i think like you said matt you you like you don't know and you have to put a lot of trust in humanity and i don't have that so, <laughs> definitely um, so grace matt matched with jesse and they plan to go on a date that same night so keep in mind as we go through all of this that Grace's birthday is December 2nd because that is actually how Grace's parents were alerted to the fact that something was going on. So they were worried when Grace didn't respond to birthday messages, especially because she had kept in such close communication throughout the rest of her trip so far. Mm-hmm. So like since her family's from the UK, like it, it you know, because I'm thinking about like when I was in Europe, I was like, the time zones are, you know, like, yeah. is my phone even going to work? But Grace was in very close communication with her family throughout the trip. And on her birthday, too, you'd think right. she would be expecting Right, calls, and maybe you don't getting... get to all the messages right away, but eventually, like, you will respond, and, and she didn't. Right. So around 6 o'clock that night, Grace leaves her hostel to meet up with Jesse. They, the two meet, they go bar hopping, just doing, like, fun date things, again, Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing uneventful, and so much of this is on CCTV, which blows my mind and we'll talk about later. During the date, Grace was texting her friend, talking about how great things were going. She, you know, had nothing but good vibes. She was having a good time enjoying herself. What Grace couldn't have known was that at one of the bars when she got up to go to the bathroom, Jesse grabbed her bag and went through all of her things. Yeah. Like she couldn't have known that, but to me that like when I heard that detail, I got a chill up my spine don't go through anyone's things especially someone you just met right you're like you're at and and it's funny because they caught that on camera yes and we know it after the fact that he's creepy exactly we know it now there's no way grace could have ever known i'm obviously not blaming her at all but i'm saying with the hindsight that we know that it makes it even creepier but that's what i said so much of this case is constructed the timeline you know all comes from cctv they have 
timestamps. They have different bars that they're at because like I said, they were bar hopping. It's just crazy to me because I think that that's something like I don't understand about the, Uni the United States. Like why do we not have better CCT CCTV footage? Why can't that be used the way that it is in other countries around the world? And I'm sure there's a reason. I just don't know, but I think it's great. So like I said, we do have a TikTok that shows a lot of the CCTV footage. Unfortunately, it's not of the date, you know, or anything like that while they were out at the bars, but it's honestly like the craziest part of this case, in my opinion. The evening ends and, you know, they decide that they're going to go back to Jesse's place. They were holding hands. His arm was on her shoulder. Grace does, you know, she doesn't look like she's unwilling, which is fine. You have a nice date. You're really, you know, like connected with the guy. You want to go home with him. That's your choice as, as a grown woman. And again, obviously not victim blaming at all here because more power to it. Right. Grace would have never known, like Jesse was a great guy. Otherwise she would have been, you know, girls can find many excuses to leave. So <laughs> Very true. Um, she didn't, she was seemingly having a good time. And, and this is the part that's on the TikTok, So you can see it as well. So I just want to go back and like address the timeline here to make sure that we include some of this because it's bonkers what kind of comes next. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, 941 is when we see Grace and Jesse enter the City Life Hotel. And so, yes, it's a hotel, but Jesse says that he lives there, which is confusing and weird, but so is Jesse. So don't think too much into that. It's the City Life Hotel, 941 p.m. At 1.41 a.m., Jesse's computer is later searched and we find out that he's watching porn. At 7.41 a.m., Jesse also conducted the following Google searches, guys. Ready? <laughs> Large bags near me, rigor mortis, duffel bags with wheels, car hire, meaning like almost like an Uber, I guess, essentially, or like, you know, a rental car, industrial strength cleaner, and this is... <laughs> the craziest one i listened to it many times to make sure i was catching it right flesh eating birds hmm. that's cool that's I mean, what he's google searching at 7 41 all animals flesh eating birds guess he's getting birds. ingenuitive yeah he's right. trying to think like and that was a detail like i mentioned that i heard on um, red handed's podcast and because they have such beautiful accents i listened to it multiple times because i thought they were saying bugs and I was like, no, they're definitely saying birds, which is just bonkers. So this is 741 on December 2nd. At this point in time, you know, we're not aware of anything that has gone on. But these are definitely some like crazy Google searches that, like I said, they find out later when they have Jesse's computer. So the next morning, Jesse leaves his apartment alone. He goes out, buys a suitcase and cleaning supplies. And this, like I said, this is still on the TikTok. It's absolutely bonkers. And Lisa, you like the the way he carries himself with no remorse, concern, regard. Like he's just like going about his daily activities. So creepy. It's so creepy. He honestly looks like he's checking in and out of a hotel. Right. He's just like the everyday person. You would never. That's the sociopath, though. You know, you're like. This is still again the next morning. Seen on camera. Jesse then wheels a suitcase out of his apartment, cleans his car, and takes in some dry cleaning. You know, like I said, not showing any remorse, not showing any regard for the acts that he committed the night before. On December 5th was when Grace was finally reported missing and police began investigating because, like I said, Grace's family was alarmed when they hadn't heard from her. But again, she's a young girl. She's on a vacation, essentially. You know, she's exploring 
I can understand the, okay, well, you know, it's weird that we haven't heard from her, but we got to give her time. You know, whatever the case may be, December 5th is when she's reported missing and the police begin investigating. On that same day, Jesse comments on one of Grace's Facebook photos, beautiful, very radiant. And so it's creepy. It's so it's creepy. creepy as fuck. But it's speculated that Jesse made that comment to appear like he didn't know Grace was missing, right? So like he went on a date with this girl and now I'm going to comment on her Facebook picture just to kind of like keep the relationship alive you know whatever reminds me of like when <clears throat> killers show up to like the funerals right they try and inject themselves right. somewhere He's injecting in case, himself like... which like i said i think it's is his way to act as if he thinks everything's normal but it completely backfired and the comment actually um made jesse the a person of interest i don't think he was like a suspect at that point in time but definitely someone like hey Tell us, you know, more about your relationship with Grace. How do you know her? When did you see her last? So that happens. On December 6th, Jesse meets with the police where he admits to seeing Grace on the first. He admits to that. He says they went on a date, um, but claims that they parted ways at 8 p.m. But, and and my comment underneath that is, what an idiot. As I stated, all of this is captured on CCTV. I don't get it. You're on camera, bitch. Right, 9.41, you're entering your apartment your hotel whatever whatever and we we have that on video so how do you think you're going to tell the police that you parted ways with her at 8 or 8 p.m excuse me maybe he thought they wouldn't dig any further into it i don't know definitely wasn't the smartest cookie in the jar no absolutely not so grace's body wasn't found until december 8th and the body was confirmed to be found in the previously mentioned suitcase which is in the tiktok which is yes. so creepy yes and so was that in a river or where did they... um so it was in like a mountain range that he oh. drove her body off to but yeah like lisa said this it's the suitcase that we see him wheel out of the elevator in this tiktok meaning she is in that suitcase yeah in the video so on um, December 8th, Jesse speaks to the police again, giving a different story than what he originally said. So he admits that he and Grace did not part ways and told the police that Grace came back with him to his place where they had consensual sex. Again, that, you know, if that's what they want to do, absolutely, that's fine. They had a date, it went well, you know, whatever. It happens. Right. Um, Jesse went on to claim that Grace had mentioned her fascination with the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, which is just like so dumb. And... I hope that just I hope that Grace didn't even mention that, and that Jesse's just that much of like a cliche, just a tool. Shades of Grey, like come on. And, but so Jesse is claim using that to claim that Grace said that she wanted to have rough sex. He says he did not want to, but he did anyway. He stated that the rough sex included biting and hitting. After they had sex, Jesse took a shower and fell asleep in the shower. Quick raise of hands. Has that happened to anyone here? Have you fallen asleep in the shower? It's happened to one person I know who happens to live in this house with you. That's That was not the question. No. I have gone... This is weird, but I have gone in a shower specifically to take a nap with the shower running, but I have not fallen asleep in the act of taking like a shower. In like a bathtub? I don't bit? think I've ever no, fallen I, asleep in a body of water or in a shower. I, I genuinely have done this at my old job. I would go to our gym in our shower and take a nap. It was just like a warm blank. I don't know. It was a mess. Whatever. I don't know. Sounds I, awesome. I mean. But it wasn't like I wasn't like taking a shower and then fell asleep. I like actively went in there specifically to sleep. Okay. She's That's, also weird as fuck. I well, know. I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything, Lisa. The but did they know about this? You were like, yo, I got to duck out for a phone call right quick. Yeah, no, it was my lunch. 
So right. anyway, this is Jesse's story. He took a shower and fell asleep in the shower. When he got out of the shower, Grace was gone. So he went to sleep. Okay. Like, again, in a typical dating scenario, Ooh, that doesn't have to be an issue. Like, they went on a date. They came home and had sex. And, you know, Grace was just like, I'm, you know, peacing out. This is what Jesse Especially says. when you're in Europe, man. Like, right. Like, you know. Have fun. Again, no judgment if that were the case. Obviously, it was not. So when he woke up the next morning, Jesse noticed that Grace's body was next to his bed. She was, at that time, no longer alive. To me... This is his testimony saying that, like, to the police, like, come on. Right, this is all the story of what happened. She fell and hit her head, like, come on, Well, but it's like, I don't know, I guess I, as somebody who's very into true crime and as a woman, I'm very hyper aware of things. So, like, you're trying to tell me that you got into bed and did not notice a body lying on the floor next to That, too. Yeah. Right, like, Like, come on. Nothing got weird to you, bro? Yeah, I have some questions. Well, many, but... So he then, didn't go to plug in his phone or anything and happen to right. notice the dead girl? Right. I don't know. Or just didn't sense it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, like, um, in another case we talked about previously where, um, shoot, who was it that was standing behind his mother? And I was like, for five minutes, I'm like, I feel like I would know. Tyler Hadley. Tyler Hadley, um, yes. I, I couldn't, I can't imagine. I literally feel like so I would creepy. have some sense of, like, there's something on the floor. Maybe I wouldn't think, oh, it's a body, but, like, I don't know. I obviously I don't know so the setup creepy. of his room. Whatever, whatever. This is all his bullshit. So Jesse states that he panicked when he saw the body and did not call authorities. He was in. He was so in shock that he almost committed suicide. Instead, <laughs> instead of calling authorities in his panic that he was in, he put Grace in a suitcase and disposed of her body, as we discussed earlier. Now, something else we discussed earlier: the overwhelming shock that jesse was dealing with didn't prevent him from watching porn and conducting <laughs> those crazy ass google searches yeah for flesh-eating birds right yeah. so don't forget that. he's right. like well i guess now i can jerk off and look at birds like right. that was like, his oh, thoughts like yeah as so, the natural train of events don't forget right. those details because obviously the police find that out later but as jesse's telling this story you know they don't they you know it's not adding up to them when the police asked point blank, did you kill Grace? Jesse says no. Um, another insane tidbit shared by the Red Hinted podcast um, is that by 10 a.m. the next day after he killed Grace, he already had another Tinder date set up. So he's a serial killer, basically. He has no... Right, you're not in shock. No. You're watching porn. You're he's ready to go. Round two. Yeah, and honestly, like I said, the... the, the um, Accents alone are enough to go ahead and listen to red-handed podcast, but the way that they start off the episode is by talking about this date because they have one of their journalists, like catfish him essentially. She purposefully like tries to find him on Tinder to what? set up this date before they like realize what's happening because as we'll get to, this was not Jesse's first run-in with like weird shit on Tinder. Okay. Um. So the post. Mortem, which was done on December 9th, determined that Grace's cause of death was strangulation and asphyxiation. Also noted bruising that was consistent with someone who had been restrained and asphyxiated. Jesse Kempson is eventually charged with the murder of Grace Millane. So sentencing and As trial. it should have been, it seems like. Yeah. Pretty obvious. Right. So the trial started in November of 2019. Jesse's argument was that the consensual rough sex went wrong and that is what resulted in Grace's murder. 
So it's important to note, I thought this was really interesting, that in New Zealand, reckless intent is all that is needed for a murder conviction. So you don't have to intend to murder her, but if you are being reckless in your intent, that like that's enough. Um, that's all that's needed for a murder conviction. The prosecution argued that Jesse was not distressed about Grace's murder, seeing that he did not call authorities. He went on to watch porn, took photographs of Grace's dead body, conducted those crazy Google searches that we talked about before, and then went on a, a date the next day. It's also noted how calm Jesse seemed in all of the CCTV footage. It's like we, you can see it on the TikTok. Um, it's one of the elements, in my opinion, that makes this all so crazy. Jesse's defense used Grace's sexual past to argue that she did want to be choked and that when things did go too far, that's when Jesse panicked. So to back that up, and I know we talked about Fifty Shades of Grey, which is just so dumb, but Grace was apparently active in the BDSM community and one of her ex-boyfriends talked about their previous like sexual experiences in the trial. So they called him as a witness. They call him as a witness. And so oh. they're using that to say it really, it like it truly was rough sex that went wrong. Hmm. But what they talk about with the ex-boyfriend, I kind of think what he says helps both parties in a sense because he talks about the experiences they've had. But they also he also talks about a safe word that they had, which is something that uh, you know either Grace and Jesse didn't have, which makes it then seem like well, if she's someone who's like who does this often, then you would think she would implement a safe word with him, even if she was only planning to hook up with him one time. Right. Regardless of the sexual acts that went down, when you realize that something has gone wrong, you need to take responsible actions like contacting the police, etc., which Jesse did not do. So that's what it boils down to. There, this was a really interesting detail. There was a lot of talk about how long it would take to strangle someone, which is five to 10 minutes of forceful action. Yep which is so incredibly long, and how Grace's level of intoxication may have decreased that time, and how this may also have decreased her reaction or sign or her exhibiting any signs of danger um, or signals, anything like that. I don't like this detail, because I feel like it supports the rough sex gone wrong defense, but I think it's an interesting to include, so I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, but I just thought that was so interesting. No, it's Five definitely. to 10 minutes of forceful action it would take to strangle someone. Um, and I, I guess I didn't think about or know that intoxication could affect that and decrease that time. I guess and like then, breathing ability or? Like, I don't know. I wonder if it's like um, oxygen levels in your blood. Could be. I don't know. But also like the signs like impacting her ability to, to show that she was in distress, I think is really interesting too, because how many times do we wake up after being drunk and like, oh, I have a bruise, which like, would have hurt like hell but yeah. you were drunk so like you didn't, didn't realize right it definitely decreases your um awareness right so again absolutely not victim blaming here but i just think that's an interesting detail and um something i want to learn more about if i had all the time and money in the world i would conduct a, a large study on what happens in our brains when we black out because it's one thing to black out and like sit on your couch and do nothing but right. like like, I personally have blacked out and done a lot of things. And to me, that does. how can your brain be shut off but also be fully functioning? Well, there's a case we're going to cover about two guys who believed they killed someone after they woke up from a blackout. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, your brain can be completely shut off. Or maybe it's just your memory... I don't know. Yeah. I, that's what, that would, That's my dream in, in life is to have the time and funds to study blackouts. Hmm. But anyway... 
Other testimonies included at the trial consisted of three female women. Do you like how I have that? (laughs) Just so we're really clear. Female women who had previously connected with Jesse on Tinder. They all stated that he had an interest in smothering and choking, and many partners stated that Jesse made them feel uncomfortable. I don't care if it's like one ounce of uncomfortability or a million ounces. No one, male or female partner, should ever make you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's my TED Talk about that. Um, So the jury, which consisted of seven women and five men, took five hours to find Jesse guilty of Grace's murder. In February of 2020, Jesse was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum non-parole period of 17 years. In March of 2020, Jesse appealed his sentence and conviction. So I'm going to jump back for just a second to talk about the reckless intent, because I think that's really important, especially given that this crime was in New Zealand and not in the United States. Reckless intent is all that is needed for a murder conviction. Hmm. So I think like engaging in sexual, in in rough sex that that goes wrong, that's reckless intent. I don't know. I mean, I don't... Well, I think intent means intent to harm. Well, right, but you you don't need intent to murder to still be convicted with murder. Like, I think that's like... The caveat there, like reckless intent, even if it's not intent to murder, can still be actions that could lead exactly. To murder. So um, I think that you know boils it's like reckless endangerment here. Yeah, right. That's a good example of right. it. Right. Yeah. So I just think that's interesting, and I think that is a part of. Um, I mean, five hours is still a long time, but in the grand scheme of juries, um, that's pretty quick for them to come back with that conviction. So I think, <laughs> I'm surprised it took them five hours, but well, I still think that's relatively right, quick. Yeah, right. And what I've been noticing a lot too. Um, especially, you know, as I'm researching more cases, is I'd love to know the makeup of a jury. I think it's so interesting. So here we know seven women and five men, but I would love to know everything about those jurors. I just think that's so interesting and can really sway a case one way or the other. February of 2020 was when Jesse was sentenced. March is when he appealed his conviction. And then October that same year, Jesse was convicted of a range of crimes against his former partners, including threatening to kill, assault with a weapon, and sexual violation by unlawful sexual connection. He was sentenced to seven and a half years in prison for those crimes in November of 2020. So he's just like, 2020 was not a great year for Jesse. Piece of shit. For any of us, but also for Jesse. November of 2020, he was convicted of raping another woman who he met on on Tinder, and he was sentenced to three and a half years for those crimes. In December of 2020, the court dismissed Jesse's appeal, obviously because all these other things came to light. Yep. Math. 17 years plus three and a half plus seven and a half is... 28 years. 28 years. And of that, we don't have the details on the... um, other crimes but at least for the 17 years for grace's murder that's a minimum non-parole period which means he will serve those 17 years before his parole he is even eligible for parole correct good yes right absolutely so at least 17 years and then if we include those other sentences which like i said we don't have details on like whether he would be eligible for parole whatever at least 17 years but so what do you think guys this one is tough and i it's let me finish my thought before you before anyone throws things at me. This one's hard in my opinion because it very well could have been rough sex gone wrong. However, when that happens at, you know, they get they got to his apartment at 941, you know, when that happens, you need to like be responsible. If you're gonna be responsible enough to engage in that activity, then you, like if something legitimately goes wrong, then you need to call for help right away. 
because yeah. then that I think you know proves that you you know did something without I don't know without any ill intent and I guess because of that because of the suitcase and the other bullshit is what makes me think that he should spend his whole life in jail and maybe even be murdered <laughs> I don't murdered. think it was an accident right that's what I'm saying if it was then you you call and say oh my god this just happened that to me Jules is what it is right but he sets it over he knows he did something wrong whether you did it consensual sex whether you strangled her to death because you wanted to and this is before we found out about his other rape right. conviction so right. i don't care if you're both into rough sex great good for you guys but a at some point that's got to stop before you do kill someone or right. you should be held liable for that even if it was a mistake well b that's a different conversation though it is but like i'm people saying who engage in actual bdsm are like it's all about consent and yes. conversations and communication and, and making sure that i feel like that's like a like well a safer and thing. just being safe like right. there are safer ways to practice this kind of stuff and still no matter what even if at the end of it all and it was a conversation that was had you end up killing someone you should be held accountable right, you for don't that. watch porn and then google weird shit and then go and get the fucking suitcase bro right. i and don't like, think this was an accidental sex death it takes not. a long time like not a long time but for someone to die of strangulation and like okay so you kill her and you, like you choke her she passes out and then you continue choking her right so because that's what happens you don't just immediately die you pass out first and then you would have to continuously be choked to to be killed right. and he kept going okay i take back my statement it's not hard i just don't like the way that they i feel like they used her ex-boyfriend to- 100 percent to try to say that this was because like you're right maybe they did have consensual sex but i think everything else after that that left the bdsm ballpark and that right. went to i'm a murderer who has a violent history? Right. And that's is he, I he's not what raped somebody? Is that, that yes, that? convicted of rape. That to me is like the final well, and, cherry on top because to and me. And that takes away the consent part of it. You're not right. engaging in just BDSM. You are actively harming someone against their will. Yeah. That shows you also have the capability of violence against anybody, whether yeah. it be a sexual partner, especially. It just though. seems like he's a sexual deviant and he just escalated to the next level. Yep. Yeah. Makes to sense me. to me. So do we think eye for an eye was met? No. <laughs> I, I don't either. He needs, to be, yeah, like, no. he needs to be in jail forever. I don't yeah. either, Joel. 17 I, years. Is he's the kind of person who I think will get out and do it again. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's like there's any indication to show that he's like remorseful. Yeah. He looked for flesh-eating birds. Flesh-eating birds? I didn't know. I, is he talking about pterodactyls? Because I think those are extinct. I don't even, like a, like a crow? Like, I don't know. What are the birds that show up when things die? I don't know. He was trying to find buzzards. Yeah, he wanted buzzards like in his hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. No, so to me, it's like, I agree. I don't think justice was met. I think this type of guy who clearly covered up his crimes, then lied about it, and, and also was convicted of another crime and yeah, and Googled weird shit. This is the type of guy who it's like, lock him up, throw away the key. I don't necessarily... I mean, should he be killed? Yeah. I think you should have that conversation. I don't necessarily think he meets the criteria. I think that should be held in reserve for people who kill multiple people. That's a different, deeper yeah. conversation. But for the people who are irretrievably, like I say, I hate to use the word because it's so underlying and has different tones for everybody, but evil 
as we say. Yeah. So I do think, though, he should not be ever able to experience the possibility of being freed. Yeah. And he should no. be under lock and key for 23 hours a day in a solitary confinement. That's the type of cat we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm only laughing because that's in a case that I just finished. Uh-huh. 23 hours a day in solitary confinement. I just watched Training Day the other day, and that also is in that movie where it's like, 23-hour lockdown! I love that shit. Yeah, I think we need um, Jesse Kempson off the streets before... Yeah, 17 years, that's a slap in the face to Grace's family. It yeah. is kind of. To me, it's like... Like, if that man gets out, like, her family gets no peace. 17 years is not a long time. It's not even like as old as Grace was. Right. Like, That's a great he, point. Right. That's a great and point. And he's Jules. still young. So it's like, it's not like he's going to get out when he's 60. He'll yeah. get out when he's he like. Yeah, when he's 30, in his mid 40s. Yeah. 40s. Yeah, I think this definitely well, could have gone to life without parole. I don't know if that's even New Zealand's match. Well, right. That's another aspect. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, let us know if you're from New Zealand. Let us know. You guys yeah, can holler at us. Or if you're yeah. familiar with the case, please. We'd love to know some input. Yeah, this was like we, um, I got right to the nitty gritty here. So I'm sure there are other details that, um, you know, we'd love to hear about. So if you have them. And a lot of this was based on, a, which we will post it, but a very detailed TikTok. And yeah, right. we, we delved into it further from there, but we have to post the TikTok so people right. can see. This, this all took place over one night. So it's like. What you can capture on CCTV is ridiculous, and that needs to be said. Yeah, creepy as fuck. Um, Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Eye for an Eye. We'd love to know what you hear, like what you hear, what you feel about this case. Do you believe an eye for an eye was meant? Do you think 17 years and maybe some change was uh, an adequate sentence if he's offered parole? Because, of course, that's a whole hearing in of itself. Right. Um, And one other comment before we end. this case had a lot of detail in terms of name suppression. Um, so oh, yeah. until, I think it was until he was actually sentenced, nobody was allowed to use his name in so any annoying. sort of reporting or things like that, which I think is bullshit. Yeah. That but, to me is ridiculous, even though it is to protect right, the family. But, but he wasn't a minor. Like, no. Yeah. And they wanted to protect him in case he didn't like end up being sentenced. But... If you have information on that as well, I'd love to hear more about it because I think it's bullshit. And yeah. Like, for sure. Definitely. Because that's something that we don't deal with here right. in the U.S. It's almost the opposite. The opposite, yeah. It's like they want people's names blown up right. out there. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's important to note, Jules. It's like, does that taint a jury or does that give them the unbiased full story? It's worth, worth asking. We'll have to talk about that for a full episode. Like, if there's such thing as a truly unbiased jury, because I don't think so. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We should. Well, rate, review, subscribe. Come join us oh, over yes. on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, maybe our new TikTok account. Ooh. And yeah, let us know what your thoughts and feelings are. We will be back next week with another very sad, very interesting case. So Holla at us. Have a good one. Stay safe out there. Bye.